Spirited conversation and the occasional voice of the deceased will bring you a whole new meaning to the term dead air. Ghost Chronicles, Mondays at 11 on Eagle Radio 1110. WCCM Salem. News at the top and bottom of every hour, 1110 AM at 102.9 FM HD2. Eagle News Radio. This is a Fox News alert. I'm Dave Anthony. A pro-choice victory at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has struck... The court has struck down a Texas abortion law. A lot of cheering outside. Fox's Jared Halpern live in Washington. A Texas law opponents feared would shut down many abortion clinics has been struck down. A 5-3 ruling authored by Justice Stephen Breyer concluding provisions Texas put in place were not sufficient to justify... Uh, to, to, sufficient to justify restricting access to abortions. Those provisions require doctors who perform abortions to have privileges to admit patients to a local hospital and abortion clinics to have facilities comparable to outpatient surgical centers. Just as Sam Alito in a dissent countered, some clinics would close, but only because the law is intended to force unsafe facilities to shut down. Dave. Uh, Jared Hillary Clinton says the Supreme Court's ruling is a victory for women in Texas and across America. She's, of course, the presumptive Democratic presidential nominee. The court's also upheld a federal law banning people convicted of domestic violence from owning guns. And the court's thrown out the bribery convictions of former Virginia Governor Bob McDonald, sending the case against the Republican back to lower courts. Found alive. Two of the people presumed to have died in last week's torrential West Virginia flooding. 23 others were killed. Those are people shoveling mud and water out of one of many damaged homes. More rains forecast today, leading to flood watches in more than 20 counties. There's another sell-off on Wall Street reacting to the British vote to leave the European Union. The Dow down 320 points. Britain's Prime Minister David Cameron just told Parliament he opposed this Brexit, but it must be accepted. We have a fundamental responsibility to bring our country together. Now, Cameron is decrying recent hate speech that's come across against ethnic minorities in Britain. This is Fox News Radio. Fair and balanced. The Republicans. The Democrats. News Channel. We are America's election headquarters. Wealth is more than just stocks and bonds. It's the art of making money. Everyone doing it knows you have to see the opportunity. You have to take the chance. You have to have the passion. I live and breathe this stuff. Real estate, startup strategy, tech, art, wine. I know where the action is. I'll get you access to the minds making it happen. You have to play to win, so get in the game. Watch Risk and Reward with me, Deirdre Bolton, weekdays, only on Fox Business Network. The power to prosper. Trending at 11.03 on Eagle News Radio 1110, I'm David Martinez. Hundreds of items belonging to Whitey Balger and his longtime girlfriend, Catherine Gregg, were up for bid at Saturday's auction in Bulger's South Boston hometown. Proceeds totaling $109,000 will be split among the families of Bulger's victims, including 20 people killed by Bulger and his gang and several extortion victims. Some said they came to the auction at the Boston Convention Center and Exhibition Center for local history, while others said they wanted to support the victims and their families. Bulger, now 86, was convicted of a host of charges, including participating in 11 murders during a 2013 racketeering trial, serving a life sentence. The gangster's gold and diamond clatter ring, appraised at ten dollars to $15,000, fetched the highest price at the auction at $23,000. For more information on this and other local news, visit eagletribune.com and listen at the top of every hour for Eagle News Radio News Flash. All I said was, don't do the blog while the show's on. Send me a memo let me know what the official thing is. What the apologies and well, I think this is going well. <laughs> you would add him with the Elvis and the, the Charlie Wrangle. like a Halloween party gone ugly. I miss in the morning. Weekday mornings right here on Eagle Radio 1110 and 102.9 HD2. Eagle Radio. 
the most listened to talk show in America. When women got the right to vote, when it all went downhill. The man who defined and then redefined talk radio for a generation. Barack Obama is president of the United States today because of stupid, ignorant people. The only thing between you and eight years of Hillary Clinton. I admire her. She's got more of a backbone than any man in the Democrat Party. And he does it with half his brain tied behind his back just to make it bare. The first and last great American radio talk show is right here. Uh, when, I, when I hear Bill Clinton's name, I can't help. I just start channeling the guy, and I, I can't have the, it's Look at the Democrat Party is going to be really, really sad when I'm gone because I'm the glue holding them together. The New American Revolution meets here. The Rush Limbaugh Program, every weekday afternoon starting at noon on Eagle Radio 1110 and 102.9 FM HD2. That's why I couldn't wait to get out there. I'm Al Franken, and I approve this message. Hi, this is Lisa. Hi, this is Leslie. Join us on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. for our new program called Valley Girls. A show about fashion, fun, beauty, and life, and just about everything in between. We'll feature great talk, guests, and a whole lot more. Join us at 11 a.m. every Tuesday right here on Eagle Radio 1110. It's going to be a wicked good show. The following is a paid program. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts and the guests and are not necessarily those of WCCM or its sponsors. Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another Wicked Good edition of Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. <laughs> That's from the Valley Girls. That's yeah. funny. Wicked. Yeah. yeah. Wicked. So we're New Englanders. Valley. What, what are they and on? And it's double meaning for you guys. What are they on? Tuesdays at 11. Tuesdays at 11. Yeah. So tomorrow at 11 o'clock, the same lot, tune in to the Valley Girls. Yep. Because it's a wicked good show. It is a wicked good show. I, I like, like it. it. Yeah. Anyway, I am Ron Kolick, and with me, of course, is New England's scary godmother, Roxy Zucker. Good morning, everyone. How's everybody doing? <laughs> and uh, Mr. Uh, Ken. And, uh, <laughs> and the professor. And the professor, Will Blasi. I was getting today. I'm was only barely here. I don't know. I'm a little, little disoriented. I know. Today. I know. It's, 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 yeah, it's kind of that way. Yeah. And, um, we need Dorothy Morgan to find out what's going on today. Good old Dorothy. Mars must be in retrograde or something. Got to get her on for again. But anyways, before we went on the air, you were talking about two things that you wanted to do, and that was hypnotism. Yeah. And, fire uh, breathing. Fire breathing. When I was a kid, I really wanted to. Learn and why didn't you breathing. want to go fire breathing? I've looked into it. Fire. Uh-huh. And it's it, it it's extremely. It's not even dangerous. It's detrimental. So that brings <laughs> us to the the latest news, of course, and that would be uh, Mr. Robbins, the uh, emotion, uh, what the motivational speaker who had uh, fire speaking, a fire walking thing. Yes. Yes, he so had all Tony his Robbins? people come up. It, what's that? Tony Robbins? Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Yep, yep. Well, and unfortunately, uh, a bunch of people uh, ended up in the hospital because they torched their feet walking on the fire. Oh, yeah. Imagine that. was pretty gross, too. Did you see their wounds? No, uh, I can only imagine. You're on hot coals. You yeah. wouldn't believe some of the things that can go wrong in fire breathing. Fire breathing. Yeah. This is fire walking. I know, but I was just going back to the why I decided fire yeah, breathing. Don't inhale, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plus, it's, it, there is no like trip, trick chemical. You're just putting stuff that yeah. you really shouldn't be putting in your mouth in your mouth. It's all... Yeah. Yeah, it's all about the base. Yeah, it's all about the base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fire walking, that's a show we should do on that, too, because... Yeah, uh, Steve and I have done one before on the international show, and, uh, you know, Arthur C. Clarke uh, did a, a whole series on it, which was interesting. You ever see Arthur C. Clarke? No. No? Roxy? I, no, I haven't, actually. Have you firewalked? Have you ever been at a firewalking event? 
Nor do I want to. No, okay. It's like sky jumping, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, I can find other ways to kill myself than, you know, <laughs> ninety-nine ten times you're not going to, but you right. know that. What the hell? White, white temp fate. I get tempted enough. Yeah. So I don't understand the point. What do you gain after you walk over the coals? The thrill. Okay. Ooh, the thrill. You can do it. Yeah, but it's supposed to be a spiritual release. Oh yeah, that, spiritual that's the thing. It's, it's that very, thing again. It's, yeah. Because you're, you're overcoming something that you... Go to church, it's a spiritual lease, and you don't have to burn yourself. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a whole lot safer. So, so <laughs> it's the, record, it's the uh, reward of overcoming a fear. Right, and that's where I was going before. I was so... Uh, Rudely interrupted. interrupted. Yeah. Yes. bungee jumper. If I can do this, another thing. Yeah, I can do anything. anything. Like, why? Yeah, really. Whatever. You know, you play hockey. Lisa has a perk. Hockey, exactly. You know, <laughs> you know, you can hit somebody. It's supposed to be the whole mind over matter type of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, that, that proving that, that to yourself it. that you can right, do anything. That you can do it. Yeah. That's right. Okay, how about that? So there is that spiritual piece. Too. Sure, that's spiritual. So, oh my but there's probably God. other ways without yeah. coals. Hypnotized, yeah. <laughs> Have been, you ever been hypnotized? You've been. No one will ever be hypnotized. No one is getting in this brain. <laughs> Ever. It's guarded Ever. securely. Ever. I had a hypnotist on a show once, and they tried to hypnotize me during a break and couldn't, but they did hypnotize my co-host, and it was hilarious. Really? Oh, it was yeah. great. You let them? You actually let them to try to hypnotize you? I let them try, yeah. And and did you, you, you fought it, right? Not intentionally, but I guess I did. Uh, didn't take... It didn't take. <laughs> yeah. he, could, he couldn't get me under, but he got my co-host under and convinced and told, planted with the co-host that everybody in the room had really bad body odor. What? <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. So yeah, is it your co-host great. still working at the station? No. No? He's working at another station. Yeah, okay. Easily I'm working at another station. I'm not working at that station anymore either. <laughs> easily, <laughs> easily hypnotized. <Yeah. laughs> anyway, so we have a guest on, right? Yes, we do. All right, so Roxy, I'm going to let you introduce her. So I guess it's a her, right? It, it, it is. Well, Chasey could be anything, right? Could be a guy. It could be. Could yeah. be. Yeah. So uh, our, our guest today is Tracy York, and we'll bring Tracy on because she used to work at the Hammond Castle Museum. And we Get out of here! We were just talking I about know, that. we were just talking about that last week. Isn't yeah, it funny how those things there. come around? Mm. Mm, that's, that's really spooky. cool. That's, yeah. that's cool and spooky um, all at the same time. Yeah, it was spooky. As it turned out, it was spooky, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you do any fire breathing? Yeah. No, I did not. No. <laughs> okay. Welcome to the show, Tracy. You're welcome. I welcome. Yes. Good morning. That's <laughs> Apparently, good to be I need more coffee. <laughs> we know the and feeling. Yes, actually, because my name is spelt with an I, I've been mistaken for male before. So. Oh God! I Thanks, post, I posted with an E and a Y, so whatever. I'm sorry. Yeah. I apologize. Well, I see it, so not a problem. You know, you know the interesting thing is, is, is I screw up names terribly. But you know, if I had to go around apologizing to life for everything I did, I'd, that's all I'd be doing <laughs> is apologizing. <laughs> so, I apologize for not apologizing. That works for me. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I'm going to go in and fix it just for that. I'm going to. I'm going to. Oh, there you go. I'm going to save everybody it, here. So. You can go into my page. <gasps> yes, I can. Ooh, that's freaky. You know that. He's got your back. Mm-hmm. He has control. So, dear. so Tracy, dear, can I call you yeah. dear? That's fine. <laughs> I could call you sweetheart. Would you prefer a dear or a sweetheart? Uh, I'm in a loving mood today. That's all I can tell you. Yeah, what's up this, with is, you? this is a rare thing. You can so feel you know. the love. All right, Tracy, there you go. <laughs> yes, hun. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I like trust her. me. I like Tracy hun, already. Hun is not bad. I've been told a lot worse than that, baby. Oh, I got baby in there, too. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Tracy, We're in all I, the bases now. Do I know you? I don't believe so. Really? Maybe in a past life. That's why we're so intimate. I think you feel uh, like you know her. Possible. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Tracy. Yes. Um, you were a guide at um, Hammond Castle. Yep. In huh. 1984 for the summer and... Into the fall, it was past the first, one of the first haunted tours that they did. Ooh. I think it was around Christmas time that I ended up not being able to do the college thing and the tour guiding thing. But, yep, I was a tour guide there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, I, I'm really interested because um, when I first started doing paranormal investigating, um, I went on, oh, where would I say? Oh, a library, believe it or not, is where I, I found it. And I mm-hmm. found this um, 
guy, I can't remember his name. Oh, there's a surprise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel better for saying welcome then. Yeah, you know, yeah, well. So I found this guy in whose name I can't recall, and he did this little um, video series on haunted places in New England. One of the places he did was... Uh, Hammond Castle, and that's how I first got introduced to Hammond Castle, and of course I've been there a couple times since, so I find it really intriguing. So what what invited you, because I assume you were invited to go to Hammond Castle, um, what invited you to go for, become a guide at Hammond Castle? Well, actually it helped that I lived about a mile away. Oh, that helps that a was. lot. <laughs> and also my Aunt Nellie, Nellie Connors, was a cook for Jack Hammond. For a number of years. In real life? In real life. Wow. wow. She actually, and you would think that knowing that my Aunt Nellie worked there, that while she was still on this earth, I would have had the sense to sit down with her in a tape recorder and get all kinds of stories, but oh, yeah. no, didn't happen. Oh. I do have her cookbook, though. Oh, that's um, good. Recipes from Hammond Castle. It was actually published. There are a handful of books that were done by a particular publisher whose name... I won't even mention wow. that no longer allows them to be um, put on Amazon and things like that and won't let them be sold to the Hammond Castle. There's this hmm. whole legal thing, but it's really interesting. There's some really cool pictures in it of Nellie in the kitchen and old pictures of the Hammonds. And so, but I don't have any wonderful stories from her, but I do have some interesting stories from when I was a tour guide as far as haunted activity goes. Oh, that's kind of cool. So when you become a tour guide, you know, Rox, you can step in any time. I don't want to take over the conversation, yeah, no, no, as, no. as I usually do. No, never uh, but anyways, when you become a guide at Hammond Castle, do you do you go through some type of training? And, and, and what type of training do you, you do go through? I'm assuming you yep. do. Well, back at, this is going back to 1984, so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure they probably do things differently. But after I applied, I'm actually not even sure how I knew there was a position open, Mm -hmm. other than they were always looking for tour guides, because as you can well imagine, during the summer, it's extremely busy. Oh, yeah. Um, After I was hired, they had me sit down with the... uh, It's contagious. Now I can't think of the name. (laughs) Not the curator, but the... the, the You're welcome. Really smart (laughs) person that knows about all the antiques, that Mm -hmm. kind of person. Okay sat down with me, walked me through the castle. I still have a whole bunch of handouts that she gave me on information on all the artifacts with the dates and the origins and how they came about to be in the castle. So we had all of this factual information so then we could design our tours ourselves about what we wanted to talk about, what we wanted to focus on. And I think the curator listened at one point in time Mm -hmm. or... I keep saying curator is the wrong word, but um, to see if it was factual information. And then we were pretty much on our own for how we wanted to design the tour and what we wanted to talk about. Okay, so, you know, we're here, we brought up the subject and we're talking about Hammond Castle. Uh, You know, some people might not know what we're actually talking about, Hammond Castle. So, So, first of all, can you tell us what Hammond Castle is and then... Tell us who uh, Mr. Hamel, Hammond was. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, John Hayes Hammond Jr., also known as Jack, built the castle, and I'll get the dates wrong, but I know it was That's the okay. early 1930s. Um, he was an inventor, second only to Edison in the number of patents he had registered, mad genius, um, son of John Hammond Sr., obviously, who was also a world traveler, um, very um, rich, intelligent, (laughs) Um, came from a long line of people that were um, the upper crust, I suppose, society. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to build something over here in his hometown, well, not his hometown, but his current town of Gloucester, so that people who couldn't travel to Europe and visit the castles and other areas would be able to have a taste of it in their own backyard. And he always had the idea of having the castle be a museum. In fact, there were tours going on while he was still alive. 
Oh, wow. And mm. there were stories, and I had some people on my tour groups back then who said they remember seeing him and tagging along, and they noticed it was him because he was wearing slippers, not outdoor shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and that was kind of like the definitive, oh, this guy's here in his slippers. It must be Jack. <laughs> so there were still tours going on while he was alive. And so he brought over artifacts from Europe um, and built the castle in three different sections. And again, I will get it wrong, the different periods. There That's was okay. like medieval period, there was 15th century, and um, another period. <laughs> mm -hmm. So he had a definite design to give somebody the full flavor of visiting different time periods in Europe. Yeah, it's uh, he's an interesting fellow. He was also involved a little bit into the paranormal as well. Oh, yes, he was. And when I was there, I never did get to see it, but the Faraday cage oh, yeah. that he used when doing the um, experiments with Irene. I can't think of her last name. Good but enough. There was a psychic. Miss Irene. <laughs> <laughs> Irene, who was a psychic, who came to him and said she had a message from some fourth century prince for um, the president of the United States, some kind of story like that, and mm -hmm. Hammond decided he worked very closely actually with Harvard University in conducting experiments and trying to make them as scientific as possible. Mm -hmm. And they put the medium in the Faraday cage, which is, for the listeners that don't know, um, you are it has electricity around it, so it prevents any type of trickery from the outside influencing what's going on on the inside. Mm -hmm. of the cage hmm. yeah. um, which is as best an explanation I can come up with on a Monday morning <laughs> that's, that's close <laughs> um, enough but the Faraday cage was still up in the um, attic of the castle while I was working there and I kept trying to get up there to see it but I never did manage that because there are other rooms of the castle that aren't available for tour yeah I was wondering if it's still there because they, they still take you to the area where he conducted the experiments, and supposedly you can still see the, the burn marks on the floor where mm -hmm. electricity yeah. went through and yada, yada. And, of course, Steve Parson was there, and he, he uh, sat in the chair there where they let you sit in the thing, and he, he got pictures of orbs, so it was really, <laughs> really exciting. Orbs. <laughs> orbs. <Ooh>. Yeah. <laughs> Love orbs. Really exciting. Orbs are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I guess, the, what what do you, th I mean, there were so many different cool pieces that he can, that he had, including an esophagus of, is I say an esophagus, right, or is a... Sarcophagus. Sarcophagus. That too. Of the Roman girl. Yes. yes. Very, cool. It's very different. I'm guessing he had an esophagus. Might have had, I, think you know. <laughs> I would hope he had an esophagus at the time, mm. yeah. So, uh, did you get to see that and... and uh, uh, some of the other things that were in there. What is your favorite piece besides that? Well, I have a special fondness for the pool because I've actually been swimming in the pool. Oh, Get out of here. Nice. Yes. Wow. It was awesome. We had a, as a matter of fact, um, after... See, we had an open bar and no one ended up in the pool. So oh. that, that's impressive <laughs> <laughs> that you get to swim in it. Yep. Uh, well, back in the day. And there's actually on Facebook after Roxy mentioned Hammond Castle on the show last week. I remembered I have pictures from a staff party at Hammond Castle, and I posted them on my Facebook page. Yeah, and great pictures. we're smoking oh. and drinking and hanging out on the artifacts. It's actually kind of horrible thinking about it. But, you know, swimming in the pool, jumping off the walkway that goes up to the bedrooms. Yeah. I didn't do it. I wasn't brave enough. But other staff members were standing on that ledge and jumping into the pool. Because cool. it's plenty deep enough. Wow. So, Are we friends yeah. on Facebook? Um, I don't believe so. Could but we be? Those pictures are public, so you should be able to see them. Okay. So, Tracy, I don't even know your last name, so it would be difficult for me it's to... It's York, as in the town of... And she's also a writer and author. Oh, yeah. I remember that now yeah. from the beginning of the show. There you go. Yeah. Way back when. Working on Tracy that. with an eye. Well, I'm coming back to you. Yep. Yeah, it's coming back. He's thinking <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I definitely want to see those, and, you know, I, I just love them. What's the last name? York. Oh, York. there goes a professor <laughs> jumping in. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was my personal favorite, being able to treat the castle at that time like a second home. I mean, that's cool. we worked extremely long hours because after the regular tours were over, we had candlelight tours during the summer at night. Oh, yeah, those are cool. There were always, we had um, old black and white films that were run that... Um, 
the organist would play along mm-hmm. the music, so which was to sit in the great hall, watch an old silent movie with the organ playing along is just absolutely incredible. And that's back when I think they've restored the organ and it's not the original pipe work that they use now. It's mm-hmm. ele- electronic. But back then it was all the actual pipe organ. And it was Oh, and that's the other thing is Hammond is not related to Hammond organs. He just happens to have an organ at Hammond Castle. They're and, two completely different families. And have the same name. Mm-hmm. And have the same name. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, you you had some paranormal experiences there? Yep. Um, first off, when I became a tour guide, I mean, growing up, like I, and Hammond Castle is technically in Magnolia, which is a suburb of Gloucester. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in Magnolia. Always heard stories about Hammond Castle, always heard about how Laurie Cabot would go there at midnight and perform ceremonies and things like, you know, all the rumors that went through. Sacrifice babies. Yeah, (laughs) all that lovely stuff. And so I always got a sense that it was, you know, a haunted place. Mm -hmm. And my father at the time had an alarm company, my late father, and he had the alarm system for a house that was across the street, Emery Miller's old house. Mm Mm-hmm. And he had a cat named Blackie. And I knew Blackie was the cat that would go over to Hammond Castle. There was no question in my mind it wasn't some ghost apparition that the unofficial mascot of the castle that summer actually belonged to somebody I knew who he belonged to. However, on my very first solo tour, we started in the gift shop area, mm-hmm. and I did the introduction to my tour, and I saw, saw Blackie sitting next to the bust of Jack Hammond in the center of the room. I thought, oh, cute, the cat wandered in. Every single stop on my tour, the cat appeared. And I wasn't the only one that noticed. Everyone else on the tour was joking about, oh, you've got a new friend. And it was if Lackey was giving his approval and listening to see if I was saying everything correctly. And at the end of the tour, he disappeared into the garden, and for the rest of the summer, I called him Jack. <laughs> he wasn't talking <laughs> to me. I was like, that's definitely Jack, because he listened, he apparently gave his approval, and yeah. And Mr. Hammond was a big cat lover, too, right? Oh, yes, he yes. was. There was. He had a garden uh, walled in so they could go out and play and not worry about predators, and he had a ramp that went from the ground up to one of the windows. They could come and go inside and out as they pleased. Um, Yes, I don't know for sure where the cats ended up, if it was in the crypt, if they moved with him and and any of that. But, yes, he was definitely a big cat lover. When when I was researching um, my Massachusetts Book of the Dead, I wrote a lot about him and Castle, and one of the things that I read was that he had mummified his cats. When yeah, that's what I had heard as well, and I haven't found any evidence to the contrary. Okay. But I don't know for a fact. Yeah, I'd actually heard that he had, uh, when a cat died, he used to drive them all around and have like a little ceremony yes. through mm-hmm. the, the town yep. and stuff. But, you know, that's hard. So, you you know, you have to distinguish, uh, you know, what rumors are versus what the truth is. And Exactly. So, yeah, and I ran cool. into that doing the tours even, that there were things that, um, I thought were fact about the family that later on we actually planned for 1985 to do tours um, like they do them down in Rhode Island in character mm-hmm. and I was going to play um, Nellie the cook and we had somebody that was going to play Gus Mackey who was Hammond's chauffeur and we are going to have someone play Hammond and oh, we are going to cool. do tours as if we were these actual people and in doing more research, some of the stories, which I can't remember what, what they were, turned out to be just folklore. But That's So it's really kind of hard, especially back then, I mean, pre-internet. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult at a time, like I said, to separate the uh, truth from the, the myth at times. But it, yep. yeah. So anyways. And I've had other people that have said, um, it's all in your mind the haunting stuff and you know it's all suggestion so you know take it with a grain of salt but I know different things that I 
personally experienced. Well, um, we're, we're going to have to talk after the break on that because we have to take a short break right now. Tracy's pictures are up on our Facebook page, page, too, by the way. Oh, cool. So don't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. Don't go away. Hang on, Tracy. <laughs> I'll be right here. Okay, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition right here on Eagle Radio, 1110 AM, 102.9 HD2, soon to be FM. Also on Toginet, and you can join us in the uh, chat room, right, on Toginet chat room. Or you can... we're, in the ch- we're in the chat room. There you go. So uh, we'll be right back after the uh, whatever break. <laughs> Feel the need to do some soul-searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Are you seeing a ghostly apparition every time you look in the mirror? Are you terrified to realize that that pale, lifeless, lack of energy form hovering before you is in fact you? How would you like to be transformed? Healing begins from within, and it's never too late to start feeling good. Are you curious? Interested? Good. Don't wait another minute. Visit transformyourlifenow.org or contact Maureen. The email address is maureen at transformyourlife.org. Welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Morning Edition. You're listening to Eagle Radio, 1110 AM, 102.9 FM HD2, and on TojiNet. I am your scary godmother, Roxy Zwicker. I am here with Professor Lou Blassie, of course, New England's own Van Helsing, Ron Kolek, Ken, and Tracy York. And we're talking about Hammond Castle, the ghosts and folklore. And uh, we, if you check out our Facebook page, we do have the pictures that Tracy had provided up, so you can take a look at what it was like back in the day when it's Tracy was there. It's not rated R, right? No. <laughs> it's, it's getting there. It's almost. Not, it's, uh, <laughs> not really. Just, just want to be sure. That's all. Oh, know. my this goodness. Is Some fifth. of the tour staff have nice legs. Show. That's all I'll say. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, anyways, if anybody uh, has a question for Tr- Tracy, they can call us at uh, 877-687-8005. That's 877-687-8005. Or you can text us. 978-712-8005. Okay. Cat, 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 your tongue. 978-712-8005. Someone is putting a mookie on me. They're trying to oh, trying kill me. <laughs> Oh, my God. Or you He's can, okay. He's okay. <laughs> Thank God. You can also log into the chat. Um, I'm in chat. Tracy's also in chat. So um, yep. if you if you want to hop into the chat room, it's uh, toginet.com. Yeah, this is all new for us. We just added all this crap. So it's it's, it's all new. The, <laughs> oh, the it text enhances line the show. The, yeah, it is. Eventually. Stuff. You couldn't even just go with stuff. It had to be crap. It um, had to be crap. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, it's can't, crap. I can't control it. It comes out of here. Yeah. And, uh, one more service. That's why I won't be hypnotized. Can you see what happened? It would be like unleashing Lucifer into the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lord. Yes. Anyways, Tracy, thank you so much for joining us today. And you are discussing some of your paranormal experiences. Now, I want to, before you do that, I wanted to ask you one question. Because there's supposedly something haunted about the chairs. Have you ever heard anything or about the chairs being haunted? Specifically the chairs? Yes. Um, I don't recall that. No. I know that one of the chair at the head of the Great Hall, the wooden one uh-huh. that had the little fold-out seat that you could look like you were standing but you were actually sitting, mm-hmm. that one I know is an original. I don't know about the granite kind of al- alcove mm-hmm. area also in the Great Hall. Okay. I know that people have um, sat in that chair and felt things.
hauntings, but I don't really recall specifically chair hauntings. Okay. Yep. I, that's one of the things I did hear. Did you hear anything about that, Roxy? Well, uh, one of the stories I had heard is that the the cat that was thought to be, you know, John or Jack, would often sit in that chair and, and around the same time of day that he would sit and, I guess, have a smoke or a cigar or something. Mm-hmm. And then that mm-hmm. was like a regular occurrence that he was there every day for that period of time and then got up and left. And actually above that chair back in the day, I don't know if it still is, you can still see the nicotine, nicotine stains from where he smoked. Yeah, so yeah. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it sounds vaguely familiar. Okay. So anyways, uh, you were telling us about uh, other experiments you had there as well. Yeah, uh, there used to be a coat of arms there. I don't know if it still is. It was on loan from the Higgins Armory in Worcester. And it was from the Maximilian period, I believe, so everyone called it Max. And the coat of arms was in a glass case, or a plastic case, at the foot of the stairs going up into the French courtyard. And the rumor I had heard when I first started working that the way the the suit of armor was standing, he had his sword in his right hand pointed down at his left foot. And the rumor was during military weddings, he would raise it as a salute, and there was a, scat, a scratch in the glass, supposedly from where he raised and lowered the sword. Hmm. And I always thought, oh, yeah, that sounds wonderful, but, you know, unless I see it, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, in my personal experience, during the summer after having been there for a few weeks, got into this routine of I'd stand in a certain place, say certain things, move to another spot, say certain things, so it became very routine. We were running back-to-back tours, and I was standing on one of the steps in the Great Hall, looking at Max, talking about, you know, the suit of armor. Went through, did the tour, and, you know, nothing seemed to miss. Came through the next tour, and the helmet was turned in my direction and looking directly at me. Mm-hmm. To the point where, as I was talking, and all of this is routine, and you just, you know, da-da-da-da-da, you know, Point A, point B, point C. Looked at it, completely lost my train of thought. Couldn't speak. Didn't really know what I should do. Mm-hmm. And said, I'm sorry, where was I? <laughs> Made it through the rest of the tour, completely freaking out, but no other staff members were nearby to say, Oh my God, what are you doing? Look at the <laughs> And then by the time I came around the next time, and this is all back-to-back people going through, mm-hmm. The helmet was turned facing the right way again, forward. Oh, that's kind of cool. And I immediately went to the maintenance guys on my first break and said, Do you know what you're talking about? It was like one of my first real experiences there. Mm-hmm. And they looked at me and they're like, Oh, yeah, that happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you oh, know? <laughs> okay, it happens sometimes. Well, did you guys, like, are you pulling a prank on me or something like that? You know, getting the new girl. And they're like, Well, how could we remove the case and do all that. I mean, it was a very unwieldy, huge piece. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you had to have done something, right? And they said, no, it just happens. Just go with it. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> that's that's um, pretty cool. It, you it know, another, that was back oh, in like, the 80s, so they didn't have digital cameras at that time, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's too bad because you could have actually had, you know, checked with your people because I'm sure they took pictures of that stupid night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, you would have actually had that, which would have been great, but uh, yeah, that's kind of cool. Have you, were you ever scared there at all? Um, unnerved. Not so much scared. I had a woman completely lose her mind on one of my tours, and that really gave me pause. Sorry. Because we were going through in a different rotation, we're actually starting outside in the cat garden and then coming into the courtyard, which we didn't typically do. Mm-hmm. Then when it came time to go into the Great Hall, you know, you open the big doors, big presentation, we're going to walk down the steps. She refused to go in there. And she said, he's trying to kill me. I can't go in there. He, he really wants to hurt me. Yikes. And I'm thinking she's having some kind of psychotic break. You think? And she's walking all around the courtyard and I'm saying, it's okay, what are you talking about? And again, luckily, one of the maintenance guys was going by, and I said, could you please escort her out? She still had family members on the tour, 
And I went up to them afterwards, and they said she just felt like there was something in there that wanted to get her. And the rumor being that the previously mentioned psychic, Irene, yeah. when she called forth this 4th century prince or whatever, he never left because the seance or whatever was ended before she properly released him. Mm -hmm. So he stayed at the castle and never left. Oh, wow. And not too long after that, after one of our wedding functions, I was cleaning one of the bedrooms off the courtyard, and there is a tower that goes up above where the staff offices were. And as I'm cleaning, I heard this loud, blood-curdling scream. And my immediate reaction was, okay, who scared my boss? Because we, we were forever, like, jumping out and scaring her. <laughs> Somebody got her good. <laughs> and I walked out the top of the steps to look across the Great Hall to say, okay, who got Janine? And I saw Janine at the other end of the, court, uh, the Great Hall with a couple other people. And I said, who's upstairs? And they said, nobody. I said, no, somebody just screamed upstairs. And they're like, no. Nobody heard it? Nobody else heard it but me. Wow. wow. And somebody said that other people at other times had heard that. And in theory, it was Irene screaming when this fourth century prince attacked her because she, after the night of that particular seance, she was staying at the castle. In the middle of the night, she was psychically attacked. And she, as the story goes, left with just the clothes on her back, you know, left the castle and never came back ever again. Mm. So they said, oh, that must have been the imprint of her scream that you heard. Wow. That's a pretty amazing wow. story. Yeah. So that was another... It, it, my first impression was, oh, this is funny. Wait, I'm the only one that... Wait, there's nobody up there? Yeah, okay, that's a little disconcerting. <laughs> Not so. funny anymore. Yeah. So it wasn't ever a fear. And I would stay overnight there in a heartbeat. I wouldn't mind that at all. But it is definitely a very active place. Were you in, were you uh, interested in the paranormal prior to working there? Um, <laughs> I was always the spooky girl in school. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just curious. Like somebody else we know here. <laughs> yeah, I grew up Catholic. I went through, you know, First Communion, Confirmation. My husband and I actually did pre-Cana classes and got married in the Catholic Church. But I always had a fondness for the paranormal. And then back in 1991, I said, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm pretty much uh, witchy, not Catholic anymore. So um, so it always piqued my Another Catholic witch. <laughs> Actually, you know, there are many people that are able to meld the two, but yeah, I just, I'm an eclectic witch. I just, yeah. yeah. But, it, you know, it's curious because there are, I know so many uh, witches and, uh, you know, the the bulk of them have their beginning in the, the Catholic Church, which is kind of interesting. But anyway. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because in hindsight, looking back at the ritual of it all, mm -hmm. there, it just seems like a lot of it is intertwined there. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Kind of in, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you grew up in Magnolia, and, and I wanted to mention, because I know we're running out of time, is that, uh, do you remember the Inn Magnolia or the White House Inn? By both names, and as a matter of fact, um, it features prominently in my first unpublished, working on for seven years novel. <laughs> oh, really? It's the setting, because I know there are many stories of hauntings there, mm -hmm. and my main character in the middle of the book is able to speak to ghosts. So I thought that would be a fitting place for her to be staying when she gets this ability. So. Yeah, I've been there several times. In fact, we've done a couple of investigations there and uh, Amanda, the previous owner, uh, mm -hmm. and I, I still have contact with her. But uh, yeah, it's it's a cool place and there's cool stories with it. Do you do you know any of the stories associated with it? Uh, Vaguely, and sad to say that I walk past it a million times, and I actually have not set foot over the threshold. Really? Yeah, it's, and I've been in contact with Amanda, too. When I first started writing this book, mm -hmm. I reached out to her on Facebook and had some conversations. So, But, yeah, yeah it's a pretty cool place. 
that yeah. I've never been to. <laughs> the first time I went there, uh, she was showing me around, and, and all of a sudden I asked her, is there an elevator in this place? And sure enough, there was this old elevator that they had, and Ooh. I said there was there was somebody here who was um, not injured but crippled, mm-hmm. and sure enough, there was a uh, a young uh, boy who had um, what's that cerebral cerebral palsy? Cerebral palsy. I think it's cerebral palsy. I, I could be wrong. Mm. But, uh, yeah, there was a lot of vibes in that place. We, we did a lot of neat things with her. We had the uh, Victorian, uh, the Sigrid Victorian Seance, which was under the, the great, um, what's that tree with the big flowers? Oh, not a tree, it's a bush. Uh, it has those big, huge flowers. The rhododendron? Rhododendron. Rhododendron. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah, huge thing. The place was huge. It was like a tree almost. You could go in. We had uh, 20 some odd people sitting in a circle under it. That's how big it was. Nice. That place oh, wow. is really wow. cool. Uh, people have seen, you know, uh, uh, horsemen and sailors walking in the, in the backyard. There, they found things in the house too that, uh, you know, toys that were d- appear out of nowhere and stuff. But yeah, it was a cool place. It's something else now. I, I don't know the the new owners at all, but it, it was a, definitely a cool place. Yeah. Well, Tracy, that whole I town is really cool. Yeah, it's a neat. I'm place. biased, but yeah, yeah it is a neat place. It's nice. It's a good little <laughs> restaurant there across the street from it too. Not the Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> But well, there's the Magnolia 525 that just opened, I think, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I can't remember. It's down the, the street there that goes to its, well, whatever. There's Any- the patio. There's, just, there's a whole bunch of different really cool places down there. Yes, it, it used to actually be the place to go for New Yorkers to summer. That's how the village of Magnolia actually started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a cool place. So anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye to you? Um... Not that I can think. I probably have my 19,000 other ghost stories, but another day. <laughs> when the, when's the manuscript coming out? Oh, my mother's always said, you know, you should write a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And had I taken better notes <laughs> so many years ago. <laughs> Tracy, you should give your uh, your blog link so that way people can, oh, yeah, can follow your blog posts. Oh, definitely. Um, you can find me at TracyYork, T-R-A-C-I-Y-O-R-K.com. And cool. I blog every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mondays are Musing Mondays. Wednesdays are Witchy Wednesdays. Wow. And it used to be Fandom Friday that I'd geek out on things that I loved, but it's turned into Photo Friday because I have a new camera. That's a good idea. You know, I got a blog on my website, and I, like, only blog when I'm drunk. There is. It's about two posts. Yeah. <laughs> is your yeah. memory better when you're drunk? I don't know what it is. I just get <laughs> bloggy. Get bloggy, you know. But the words are anyway. better. <laughs> <laughs> so Tracy, thank you so much uh, for joining yeah, us. That was and, fun. and yeah, if you have other ghost stories, yeah, we'll have to have you on again. And yeah. good luck with your book and get that darn thing published. Well, thank you very much, and it was a pleasure speaking to you all, and I will catch up with you soon. Okay, thank you. Catch up with you, Tracy. You too. Bye. This, this show will be on iTunes if you want, want to listen to yourself. I'll, get, I'll, okay. I'll send you the link, Tracy. Get, get annoyed by that me. That would be awesome, Roxy. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Yeah, we'll talk bye soon. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. That was interesting. I liked it. That was fun. So I had no idea any of this stuff was going on. At the Hammond Castle. Really? No, I had no idea. You couldn't find stories. anything in the Cheers, huh? I couldn't find anything. No. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I know there's something about them. I'm gonna dig it up in next week's show. I'll, Most I'll of the it. references to the chairs were about the cat scratchings. On the, there's a certain group of leather chairs that the cat scratched up, I guess, yeah, which makes it like every other house in New England. It's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very true. So I know there was a great story um, when we had taken the tour at Hammond Castle from the bedroom of uh, John's wife, and the walls all had these beautiful murals, but mm. on the bottom of the wall it had a fence, and she felt like she had been kept prisoner, so she had the artist paint this fence that was there, and the ghost story is that you can still see her looking out from the window of her room, looking down on the pool. So most people didn't know that, you know, they thought the fence was just a decorative part of the painting, but it was actually how she felt. She felt she was prisoner in the room because he was so busy doing his things and inventing and getting into the paranormal, mm-hmm. and she kind of felt left behind. For people who don't know, there's a great there's an indoor pool there, and it's lined by, I don't know, if he, did he bring those storefronts? It looks like a street front. It does. It yeah. does, yeah. Each, each of the walls looks like a, like a European street. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like the castle's fronts. amazing. It's worth yeah. a visit. It really is worth yeah. a visit. I, I've been here a bunch of times, and I yeah, love I've going there. back. I'd go yeah, back again. Last time Steve was, Salem, was, Steve was here, we took him there, so yeah, he had a blast, yeah. Cal, Cal was here too, so nice. Yeah, just kind yeah. of wander around, but it's definitely a, a cool place to oh, check out. Oh, it is a great place. Yeah, yeah. It'd, be co- it'd be cool if you could do more seances there. Yeah, yeah. well, right now they're all about the money. Everybody is. Uh, yeah, so I mean, they were extremely expensive when I first started doing broadcasting. Uh, I used to contact these places up, and they would. You know, most people would be more than willing to talk to you about it. This guy, they want to charge you. It's like, uh, you know, you, you, you could talk for, you know, it's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they were really, and and I know they have difficult times. And, and as you know, they we oh, talked yeah. about this earlier, they sold off the crypt, which is pretty bad. <laughs> Lots of land on each side of it. Mm-hmm. They sold off and stuff like that. Yeah. So, Roxy, what do you got coming up in Oh, well, so uh, we're coming up on, uh, it's going to be celebrating the 4th of July weekend in Portsmouth. So we have a whole host of tours um, starting from Thursday through Sunday, everything from our Haunted Pub Tour, which is next Sunday, to our regular ghost tours that are coming up over the weekend, um, Wicked Haunted Waterfront, Haunted Trolley Tours. So that's all really good, doing a lot of readings at Deadwick's, 19 Chief Street in Portsmouth. So kind of kind of the regular flow of things, but we're already looking busy for this weekend. Check Everybody the website. To to Portsmouth. Check the website, newlandcuriosities.com, or find us on Facebook. I saw your photographs from the uh, Lantern release thing. That was pretty cool. That was amazing for summer yeah. solstice. We let the lanterns and, and off. you didn't burn anything river. down, which even more amazing. Yes, that was much, much more amazing. Then Portsmouth didn't burn the fourth great fire. I was sure that was going to happen. Because Portsmouth would go up. Portsmouth would yeah. go up. <laughs> a little bit of spark. Portsmouth would go up big time. <laughs> you, you remember? This, you know the story of um, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Yeah. What's the his guy? Name? The guy that died at the, the was pressed to death in, in Giles Corey. Giles, Giles Corey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, he appears when Salem goes into tragedy, including mm-hmm. the big fire that they had in Salem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seen, so. I'm going to tell us the story. You're, you're talking shorthand. I don't know the story. <laughs> you know us it? non-professionals don't know the story. Do you Do you know it better than because I? It's in, it's, in, it's in my Massachusetts Book of the Dead. I'm yeah. sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> so this guy was pressed to death. Was he a witch? Well, they, they wanted him to confess, and oh. ra- rather than confess that he was a witch, um, the story was they put a, a piece of wood. Some people say it was a door over his body, and then they kept adding rocks to it to get yep. him to basically press a confession out of yep. him. And all he kept saying is more weight like he would not confess uh, he was never convicted yeah, he just, yeah. see if he confessed he him. would have lost all his property so oh. that's why he didn't confess okay so they couldn't take his property yeah. so uh, allegedly the the field where he was pressed to death is where the cemetery sprung up which was right by howard street cemetery uh, was, yes i was gonna say right by the jail on, on the howard street cemetery so before salem had its great fire it was said that he appeared as you know, kind of an omen that this was going to happen, and every time something bad, you know, happens to the city as a whole, he, his spirit appears mm-hmm. because of you know what had happened. Right. Yeah, it's it's cool. We used to when we first started doing spectral evidence, we used to go to the Howard Street cemeteries and got some pretty cool pictures there for, during the night. Uh, was it Joe Corey? I, probably not, but it was <laughs> cool stuff, anyways. Yeah. So, anyways, I've got some uh, neat stuff coming up. Uh, neat stuff. Check out check out my website, inegosproject.com, the letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com, including a haunted pirate and ghost cruise in August, uh, table tipping, uh, Victorian table tipping with any uh, major uh, in September, and of course, Spirit Quest, which we're really excited about. Uh, September 23rd through the 25th. Tickets are on sale at a discounted rate right now. And they are selling, believe it or not. People are three months out ahead of time. They're buying them for yeah, the weekend. I believe it. Which is of cool. course. Yeah. Of course. But that's going to be a fun product, time. Right? It's going to be a fun time. Tell us about the cruise. I want to hear about the cruise. Cruise? Yeah. Two and a half hours out of Rye. We go out to uh, well, all of the cool places out there. The Isle of Shoals, the Smutty Nose, and uh, Portsmouth, and the... the uh, prison and all that cool stuff so yeah nice. cool tons of stories tons and tons mm-hmm. of ghost and pirate stories nice. and some experiences that uh we had ourselves yeah we you know do you we we did a ghost cruise one time a ghost hunt cruise where we went out in the nighttime so you couldn't see a hell of a lot but we we parked the boat off at different points and we attempted to do different paranormal experience experiments including uh we did a uh 
we had a homemade seismophone, I think that's the word for it, that they put under the water. Yeah. And uh, we got some interest in EVPs from that as well. So it was a cool night. Yeah, so mm. we may do that again. That was fun. But it was, it was tough because you go out, you really can't see anything because at that time of the year it was dark. And this park, is there a bar on there? There's always a bar on oh, the boat. Okay. I just want to make sure. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> you know, it's, it's wine and beer. Bar. Wine it's and beer. Bar. It's a boat. There's That's always okay. a bar. That's all you need, wine and beer. How much of a bar do you need? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and tickets are like 29 bucks or something, so they're fairly inexpensive for two nice. and a half hours. So uh, Jeremy Dondremont's doing with me. Oh. Yeah. Nice. It always sells out. We always have a huge crew. So do you dress like a pirate? I dress up like a pirate all the time. <laughs> I dress up. I don't need an, an experience to do that. <laughs> Saturday night, come to my bedroom. You'll see me. Oh, <laughs> my I mean, No one wants to hear about it. <laughs> Just talk, kidding. Talk Just about kidding. the real frights that are out Just there. Just kidding, Jan. Watch out for those pieces of eight. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah, so anyways. So, uh, Roxy, uh, you coming to a spirit quest now? I, I hear. <laughs> I have been given the official invitation to come to Spirit Quest, and I am uh, assembling the outline of teaching people how to work with angels. So that's going to be the Ooh. workshop that I'm going to do. Because it's angels and demons. It so. is mm-hmm. angels and demons. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go down the angel road and, and teach people Good how thinking. you can set up an angel altar, certain angels that you can work with. So I'm, I'm almost done writing up the description for that, and you'll be able to read about cool. that. So do we uh, do we know the angels? Do we have the roster somewhere? Or are there, there angels there, that we don't know and some we do? Or how does that work? Well, there, there, are, there is your basic pantheon of angels that we pantheon. know about. I love that, that pantheon. <laughs> that people work with. They're the bosses. They're, they're the bosses. Cool. The, you know, the, the archangels that we work with for different things, different obstacles. It's just like, you know, saying a prayer to a saint. Very similar in that nature. But there are other angels of all sorts of types. But I'm going to basically stick to the archangels that people know and, and can work with. Angels were never human. Angels are no. something apart. Correct. Yeah. Well, it depends, you know, the theory. I mean... That's what I think. A guardian angel possibly could have been human. Right. It's somatics, but the thing that it always blew my mind is, like, you know, you have angels, you have saints, you're supposed to pray to St. Anthony if you lose something, and I have a saint, the one they defrocked for... Which is the one for the parking space. Yeah, the parking parking space. space. They defrocked (laughs) him. He's no longer available. Yeah, especially in this town. Uh, But anyways, you know, it always... I, I couldn't figure it out because, like, why would you just... Created a big man, you know. I mean, go right to the top. Yeah, go right to the top. Well, Why? He's, good, he's dealing with a lot of stuff. He needs to delegate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, but he, you know, he's because I don't want to take time away from him dealing with all the <laughs> stuff that really stuff? needs to be dealt with to deal it's with my important. looking for a parking space. He loves us, or she loves us, whoever you believe it is, yeah. and uh, you know they do. And it's like, okay, fine, cool. Still working with an administration. Yeah. The, the one I could see, though, is, is praying to the the Blessed Virgin, uh, of Mary, because, of you know, it's it's supposedly Christ's mother. So, it, you know, you could see, like, if you get a thing, you could, I could see him, like, grabbing him by the ear and say, look at, listen to this guy. He's got something he wants to ask you, you know, because the mother is yeah. in that high spot for us, right? Sure. Yeah. I, so they, that's how you get to a guy, right? You go to the wife first. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's, where you, that's where you see your leverage. Yeah. So what's anything up with you, Lou? I mean, you... Spiritually? No. <laughs> Give a rat's ass about that. No, anything. <laughs> what have you been doing? You you got a couple of shows, right, on yeah, series? I'm working, yeah. I'm doing a serious thing. Yeah? Broadcasting seven days a week. So how, how can I'm people find sane. you? How can people find you? Well, I'm Sirius 210, XM87 on the weekends, in fact. But I'm wrapping the show for the year. I get next Saturday. So glad I promoted that to the last oh, yeah. Of the year. <laughs> Good timing there. You can thank me later. Got one more show. Yeah. It's on baseball? Uh, actually, the show Saturday is football. We switch over. That's why. We're Seriously? switching over to football. Uh, yeah. oh, I am so need of football right now. Yeah. You know, I try to watch the well, shows, but there's nothing. Don't rush it. Don't rush it, okay? It's, Let it breathe. It's yeah, June. Really. It's baseball. Enjoy the baseball. Yeah. yeah. Football soon enough. I mean, you had the Celtic. I mean, it's a, there's a lot of stuff going on sports-wise, right? Yep. And uh, Red Sox are pretty interesting. Not always good, but pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah, and you got the Celtic thing. I, that's intriguing as well. Yeah, you don't like that? No, I'm not a basketball guy. Yeah, I know. I'm not either, but it's the Celtics, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, I grew up with the Celtics. Exactly. But, yeah, you know, still. We're Bostonians. That's right. Oh, Roxy, Ken, thank you so much for joining oh, us. And, and thanks for getting Tracy. She was really yeah, interesting. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. We'll have her back on if she's got other ghost stories sometime. Yeah, she's got a ton more. Yeah. Yeah, so. Anyways, till next week. Good night. God bless. Bye-bye. Stay spooky. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord. The opinions expressed on this program were those of the host and their guests and are not necessarily 